my other point on recession is this. It's not unusual, Kendall. It really isn't. It's very normal in the economic cycle of the American and world economy. Yeah. We go into really good times, expansion, and we go into down times, contraction. It's the normal cyclical cycle of the economic um, system that we live in. Welcome to Your Retirement Blueprint, a podcast by 210 Financial. No matter who you are or where you are in life, having a plan for your finances matters. And that's what this show is all about. In each episode, we want to help you gain an understanding of where you are now and where you want to go from here. Hey, thanks for listening and enjoy the show. Hey, everybody. Welcome to Your Retirement Blueprint Podcast. My name's Kendall Stahl. I'm alongside your co-host or my co-host today, Mr. Phil Cooper. Hey, everyone. Thanks for watching today. What do you got going on? Anything fun? Exciting? Well, I do. Summer's here. Baseball season's a go. Uh, grandsons are in full swing. You know, they're, I've been just asking. Tell them. They're asking me every day, can we get the pool open, Grandpa? Can we, Papa, can we get the pool open? Tell them. Just tell them. Tell them. About your, your shed. Oh, tell them about my shed. Boy. No, can we devote don't. a whole show to the shed? We can if you want. Any guys listening? And any Maybe some gals. I don't know. Maybe some gals listening. Sheds. Place to put your stuff. Right? And this makes a guy smile. More stuff for me to clean out when you're gone. I always say that when I'm dead, I would like another shed full of stuff just so he has to clean it out when I'm gone. So. That's right. I'm building a new shed. Yeah. That's exciting. It I'm is. jealous. Yeah. So you're when you're done there, if you want to come, I don't know, help me build one, you can. It's not like I'm doing much on this one. <laughs> I'm not much help when it comes to building. Oh, man. Do you think building a shed is a good idea in a recession? What makes you think we're in a recession? I don't know. I just, this is our topic for today. Boy, so that's been a word I hear every day lately. People said recession, recession, recession. I think, here's here's Phil's opinion, okay? Let's hear I it. think that most people, when they hear the word recession, it's very sinister to them. It's very... Can you, uh, can you, can you define that for me? Define sinister? <laughs> yes, please. Bad, bad news. Okay. Horrible news. All right. Because all you turn on the media and it's it's this... We're headed towards recessionary period, recessionary yeah. period. And people, oh my gosh, we're going into recession. All recession is, mm-hmm. it's people spending less dollars today yeah. than they did yesterday. They're not buying as many of the whatevers of our world, not buying as many cars, as many houses. It doesn't mean the economy's doors have been slammed shut. It just means people aren't buying as much. And that's not so bad. Like, for example, the last several years, the housing market's been hotter than a firecracker. The car market, you've been driven by a car market or car dealerships lately. They don't have any inventory. A recession will swell the inventory again. So, and they're normal. And very normal. It's very. It's a very cyclical economic environment that we live in. There's contraction and there's expansion. where We potentially, potentially could be going into a contractionary period where people don't spend as much as they did last year. That's all that means. You're supposed to keep talking while I look for something. I was Are you say. looking up some information? He wants to know more about recessions. I think your question was, should I be building a shed during a recession? <laughs> no, right? I was just joking with you. But Absolutely. <laughs> I'm very bullish on where we're going as, a, as an economy. So. I don't know. Okay. Yeah. I was trying to look up for some data on how often recession happened, but, um, but yeah, I think I think that uh, um, that's the, all the talk right now. Everybody's kind of freaking out because the market's down, understandably so. I mean, nobody likes to lose money, right? But it's also normal. Mm-hmm. You know, if it could come back to just a moment, is is who will the recession? If the recession happens, if if we're in one or headed towards one or something, who does it mostly affect? Mm-hmm. The retirees. 
if you're on income plan of social security, pension, investment income, I'm not going to say this in a crass way, but basically why do you care, right? Yeah. Why do you care if there's a recession? It doesn't affect your income. It does not affect the retiree's income. If you're a, if you have a job, then yeah, your company can have some slowdowns. We could see some layoffs. We see, we could see some things there. But I think as a society in general, there's a small section of people that that could affect the retirees that are that have a good income plan. Recession shouldn't scare them. Yeah. Also, like the market coming down is is normal and should breed opportunity. Like we sent uh, a, a video or I guess whatever communication out to our clients talking about hey. Um, the, you know, the market's down, there's the talk of the recession, whether we're in one or not, whatever. Um, and it's like, well, why don't we just take this and turn it into opportunity? Right. So we, we talked about like, as of, you know, we're in May, right. And the markets are down a fair amount. I think when I recorded the video, it was like 15 or 17%. I'm sure it's not exactly that now, but point of the story is markets are down. And so like now is the time to put some money in if, if, if you're contributing, um, to 401ks or IRAs or things like that do not stop now because the market isn't doing well. Like now's the time to hammer as much in there as you can because you're supposed to buy low and sell high. And right yeah. now, I don't know if we're at a low, right? But we're sure a heck of a lot lower than lower we than were. It was, yeah. And so like as long as you've had some sort of a plan and you're somewhat prepared for this, it's opportunity. It is. It's also opportunity for those people who – aren't contributing to the 401ks and IRAs that maybe want to take a look at how many dollars they have in uh, IRAs or 401ks that are going to be taxed in the future. Yeah. Those dollars could be lower today. Can yep. Consider converting those to a Roth IRA. And when that market goes back up, your dollars are living in buckets that are never going to be taxed again. These I are need, great opportunities. I need props, man. We need props. We need slinkies. Set. We, we need, need a slinky. Okay. So the market last year was stretched out like a slinky, a child's slinky. And, um, and so stretched out, right? Um, and so if you converted dollars from IRA or 401k or something like that, when the market's all stretched out, um, you don't get near as much bang for your buck as when the market's compressed or that slinky's compressed down. You get a lot more dollars converted over to IRAs or Roths or things like that when the market's down. So a couple things to be thinking about, um, whether we're in a recession or, or whatever, just the market's backed off a little bit is, should we be putting money in? Should we be converting dollars? Things like that. Also, for the for the people that are so it's easy for us to say, right? It's not our money, right? We're just looking at it and and advising and saying here. And so it's easy for us to sit here and say opportunity, opportunity, opportunity. But the client's the one that's down 10, 15, 20%, right? And so like emotionally, that's sure, for there's, a lot there's of connection them, there, yeah. A lot of them hurts a little bit. But I think what helps is like it's normal. Literally. A bear market historically. So this is from First Trust. It's their data, not mine. I'm just taking it off of the stuff that we've got from them, and um, and go back from 1942 to 2022. Um, Eleven. A bear market lasts 11.3 months. Okay, that's not scary. Yeah, which isn't that long. Yeah. And then a bull market is 4.4 um, years. Incredible. Yeah. Uh, and so, and then it says the bear market cumulative losses says the average bear market period lasts 11.3 months with an average cumulative loss of 32.1. Okay. Yeah. So if that, that's the case, we're not even, you know, we're not, we're hardly off the average. I agree with that. Define a bear market for us. Does that define a bear market? When the index closes at least 20% down from the previous high close. So the S&P was here and it has to come down 20%. That's called a bear market. That only lasts 11 months. Yeah. 
Not a scary time. On average. Yeah, not a scary time, right? Yeah. Especially when the opportunities you brought up. If the, if we go into that recessionary or uh, uh, deep contractionary period where the market comes down, we call it a bear market, and you can then buy in more into the market if you're in the in the working years of your life. You can put more into your 401k, more to your IRA, or consider taking your IRAs and 401ks and converting them in this slinky effect during time. This is opportunity right now, Kendall. I think this... In all seriousness, I, I think the media has sold us a bill of goods that we're headed towards something. Calamity. That, yeah, it's like lights out every day. I was like, you know what? The, the <laughs> I don't. I'm not buying it. That's what I'm, I'll stop with. That. I'm what not, were you really going to say? I'm not buying it. I'm not buying that bill of goods they're selling. All right, you asked me for something, and that's trivia time. Ooh, trivia. Okay. All right, bye. you wanted trivia questions. All right. In this piece of paper from okay. First Trust, okay, they're the ones that have done all the fact checking on this. All right, says um, below, it shows the amount of years with a negative return, and this is on the S and P. Okay, okay, and then the amount of years with a positive return. All right, from nineteen twenty six to two thousand twenty one, how many years of in there were negative? End of the year, like so. You had an year. eighty or ninety year period. You're telling me. Yep, ninety six year. Yep, ninety six. Ninety six years. years. How many of those years in the S and P were down? Yep. I'm going to say it's probably going to range somewhere in the twenty twenty somethings. Did you read this? I did not. Twenty five negative years in those ninety six years. How about average negative return? So if you take the those twenty five years, you average the the negative return. What do you come up with? Double digits, but probably ten, eleven percent. Thirteen point two. Okay, okay. And so, if that's the case, uh, let's just say twenty twenty two ended now. We're just average, right? Yeah, it's normal. Agreed. I agree. Um, okay, seventy one positive years. This blew my mind. Okay, of the seventy one positive years, what is the average positive rate of return? Sixteen. Twenty one point three. Woo! Really. So that can really... Uh, what does that, just that little information right there, what does that tell you? A lot. I'll tell you what it tells me. What does Stay it invested. Yeah. Stay invested. Okay, average rate of return, so ups and the downs, from 26 to 21. So, this is I was trivia. almost not listening this to you. Trivia. Trivia. What were you doing? <laughs> I was, uh, I was, my mind was... Average rate of return, so we're including the downs and the oh, ups Everything now. mixed together. Yep, from 1926 to 2021. It's got to be 16, 17%. 10.5. Man, I just blew this whole math problem. <laughs> you got pretty close. Well, anyways, my point is so 10% to stay invested, good years, bad years, everything, they were still giving yep. 10%. Comes back to you got to have a plan because if you're taking money out in those down years, it's going to hurt worse than when you're taking money out in those up years. I'm going to say something to the investor, okay? Okay. Nobody likes down markets, nobody likes to pay. For advice, I will tell you this, out of doing this for 20 plus years, I will tell you the place where a good advisor yep. will earn their fees is the advisor who can keep their client invested. Amen. Keep them from jumping off the building and getting scared and running for the hills or whatever analogy. The guy or the gal who can keep their client invested will have the greatest outcome for their client long term. Yep. Okay. One more stat. One more stat. All right. Again, from First Trust. This apparently is the S&P since 1937. Okay. And it says 
investing in the stock market can be volatile, which we already discussed. Sure. For this reason, we believe it is important to keep proper perspective when stocks rise or fall over short periods of time. History has shown that the odds of achieving positive return are dramatically increased the longer the investment horizon. All right. Mm-hmm. So mm-hmm. if you stay invested for one day, your chances of having a positive return are literally a corn flip. 53%, 53.4 to be exact. Okay. All right. If you stay invested for 10 years, it's pretty hard to screw it up. Really? 97.3%. 97% win. <laughs> That's not too bad. Anyways. All right. I'll I'm done that. with all my stats. All right. Tell me a little bit about um, how people can um, deal with the ups and the downs of the market. You already talked about the emotional side of yeah. thing. Maybe let's get them a little more tactical, which yeah. I think can bleed in a little bit into the question of the day today, which I purposely held off on, um, mainly because I forgot about it, but I'm trying to turn it into purposely doing that now. <laughs> Make myself look good. I like it. Um, and it's from Fred uh, coming from Pekin. And his, this is his question. All right. Annuities, question mark. Okay. Yeah. I don't know if that means are they good or are they bad. Yeah. Um, but I think what he's getting, how I think that bleeds into what we're talking about next is what are some tactical things that folks can do to handle the ups and the downs of the market, yeah, I guess. Okay. Yeah. Well, Fred, thank you for your question. I think the question was annuities question mark. In other words, should I have one maybe? Or your question was, are they good? Or are they bad? Well, I'm not sure what annuities question mark means, but I'm going to take my interpretation as, are they a good investment? Are they something that you should own in your portfolio? It always comes back to 100% of the time, the claims paying abilities of the insurance companies are what's, what the uh, strength of your money is is tied to. And also, we want to make sure that any investment, any insurance product, those kind of things that are being recommended to you, we need to take a larger picture of you, first of all, before we say, this is a good investment, Fred, you ought to have one of those, whatever those are, stock, bond, CD, annuity. So that's our kind of our disclaimer there. I don't know enough about your question, but I would say this. If you're asking, should a person have an annuity, here's a strategy that Kendall and I are employing right now. So when the markets are moving all over the place... We, have, we could potentially have a problem when the market's down, a person might need to withdraw some funds out of that account. That's a difficult time because if the market goes down 10% and you pull out 10%, well, now 20% has gone out of your account. Yeah. The market returns, the dollars will never come back to where they came from. So we're repositioning some dollars into an annuity that doesn't lose value and having folks remove money from that in a down market, buying you time on your market-driven money. So in that aspect, an annuity makes sense. Another person might say, Phil, I've got a specific amount of money. I've got to make sure that money gives me income. I'll never run out of that no matter how long I live. That's a great annuity position. Yeah. If a person says, I want all of the up I can get of the market, I could care less about volatility. I could care less about downside. I could care less about all that kind of stuff. Annuity is probably not the best position for them. So it all depends on, Fred, what you're asking is, if that particular financial instrument meets your needs then you probably ought to have consider having some of that in your portfolio. Yeah. Everybody's different. Absolutely. Nobody's Every situation is different. Depends on their goals. I always sometimes I'll draw this out on a whiteboard, picture a pie. Okay. And my pie has three pieces in it. All right. And the pieces of that pie are safety, growth, and then liquidity or just access to the dollars. And so in my opinion, well no, let me back that up. Not in my opinion. Hypothetically, 
that is the perfect investment, right? If it can grow good and it can be safe and you can have access to those dollars, okay. hey, that's pretty, that's good. Probably doesn't exist. Probably doesn't exist. Exactly. So that doesn't exist. And so what we can do is we can take all the different tools that we have in, in um, whatever his name was, I guess it was, where did my question go? I don't know. What it was, was Fred name? from Pekin. Fred from Pekin. Sorry, Fred. Um, in Fred's case, it was an annuity or some people, it might be a stock or a bond or a CD or whatever the case may be. All of those are different tools and you can really only pick two of those pieces of that pie with each tool. So like for instance, a stock, um, is going to be, you know, have good growth potential and you're going to be able to sell that stock Mm -hmm. and get the cash, but arguably it's probably not the safest thing in the world. Um, a CD at the bank is going to be safe and it's not completely liquid, but it's not too far off, but it doesn't have a whole lot of growth potential, Mm -hmm. right? An annuity, depending on the annuity can have good growth potential and be safe, but you got to give up access to it. Mm -hmm. Right. Mm -hmm. And so you got to design some sort of a plan to make sure you have access to dollars when you need them, but you can also pull dollars, like you said, from safer accounts That's when the market's down and things I like, like that. that. Yeah, very good. Okay. Now what else? Any other recession talk you want to talk about? Do you think that answers his question? I hope so. Fred, if that doesn't answer your question, please reach out to us. We'd be happy to serve you in any way we possibly can. But my other point on recession is this. It's not unusual, Kendall. It really isn't. It's very normal in the economic cycle of the American and world economy. Yeah, We go into really good times, expansion, and we go into down times, contraction. It's the normal cyclical cycle of the economic um, system that we live in. Should you have a plan yeah. just in case we're headed towards a deep recession? The answer, Yes. Should you have a plan if we're going into really good times? Yes. Mm-hmm. Should you have a plan for income? Should you have a plan for risk, for plan for safety? Yes. But what we're living through right now is not abnormal, period. There you go. All right. This is going to be fun. Okay. This week in history. We, we're going to do it trivia style, though. Oh, boy. All right. Testing me today. 1962. Economy and prices, so like what what things cost then? Okay, average new home. Nineteen sixty-two. I would say the average new home was probably cost. In, yeah, yeah, probably somewhere in the twenty to thirty thousand dollars range. Eighteen thousand two hundred. Okay, yeah. First class stamp. Well, hold uh, on, hold on. Let me back up. Okay, so that was nineteen sixty-two. Nineteen eighty-two average new home eighty-three nine. Ooh, goodness sakes! Wow. Yeah. Um, okay, first class stamp. Nineteen what? Sixty two. Nineteen sixty two. A first class stamp. I would say would have been about uh, eleven cents. Four. Woo! I was off. And then in nineteen eighty two was twenty. Jeez. Okay. Wow. Um, and then gallon of oh this will be good. A gallon of gas. Nineteen sixty two. It was in the twenty cent range. Thirty. Thirty one. Yeah. Wow. And then nineteen eighty two is a buck thirty. Now it's what four seventy or something. Yeah. I you can still know. get it for thirty cents a gallon now. But they're going to catch you. <laughs> That's true. <laughs> <laughs> They're gonna catch you down the road a little ways. Okay, yeah, whatever floats Bill's your boat. Advice for the week: <laughs> pay the full price on fuel. Uh, dozen eggs, nineteen sixty-two, fifty-four cents, eighty-two, wow. eighty-four cents. Gallon of milk, um, sixty-two, forty-nine cents, and then forty-nine cents, and then an eighty-two, two dollars and twenty-four cents. 1965, Warren Buffett. I'm, I'm giving a lot this time. Yeah, you are. Warren Buffett gains controlling interest of Berkshire Hathaway. 
I think and he's done okay. Sh- he's done all right. The share, here you go. I, we should have looked this up before the show. The shares were trading at less than $20 per share at that time. Yeah, they're they're higher than that today. <laughs> all righty. Here's an inflation one for you before okay. we close. Okay. I was a kid. Mom sent me to the grocery store to get her a pack of cigarettes. First of all, you can't do that anymore. You can't send your kid to get a pack of cigarettes. <laughs> but they did. They sent us to the grocery store to get a pack of cigarettes. And, and they were 70, 80 cents a pack. And I would say to her, Mom, you need to quit smoking. You need to quit smoking. And she said to me, when cigarettes hit a dollar a pack, I promise you I'll quit smoking. Well, two things. She never quit smoking. And I don't know what a pack of cigarettes is, but I saw a sign the other day that says like 7 or $8 for yeah, I have a no pack idea. of cigarettes. Can That's you imagine? Crazy. That's inflation. All righty. Well, thanks for tuning in today, and we'll listen to you next, or we'll hear you. We'll be with you. There we go. <laughs> we'll listen to them. We'll listen to we'll them, too. To thanks for watching. Yep. We'll see you. Bye-bye. Thank you for listening to Your Retirement Blueprint. We hope today's episode helped you gain a better grasp of your finances and clarified a possible path forward in your life. This show is brought to you by 210 Financial, and our team is passionate about helping individuals and families achieve their ideal retirements. If you'd like to talk more about your financial plan, we'd love to talk to you. You can learn more and schedule a call at 210financial.com. Again, that's www.210financial.com. We can't wait to see you right back here next time on this show.